Good morning, everyone. It is so good to be here with all of you this morning. Um, my name is Jacob Sturgis. If we have not met, I would love for you to meet you after service. Um, but uh, those of you who are joining online and those of us who have watched our service online um, know that technology is not the greatest. But my prayer, and I think many of our prayers here at Restoration with the staff and the leadership is that um, we hope that you guys feel connected to the messages through the worship and through the prayers here at Restoration. Now, you might wonder why I am up here. Um, I am actually a North Central University student, and um, I am taking uh, one of my classes is homiletics, and so I am preaching this morning and bringing a message that the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you this morning. But the text that we are going to be reading comes from Deuteronomy chapter 5, starting with verse uh, 12. But I want to do something that we normally don't do. Will you guys stand for the reading of God's word this morning, please? Those of you who are joining online, if you are able, please do so as well. Deuteronomy chapter 5 says, starting with verse 12, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any animal, nor any foreigner residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath. Will you join me in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the opportunity that we get to come together, that we get to gather together and worship and glorify your name. I ask that you will speak to us this morning through your word and through the message that you have laid on my heart to share. Let it be an encouragement to each one of us this morning. In your precious name, Jesus, amen. You guys can be seated. How many of you have been worried or anxious or fearful this year? I know I have, and it has been very hard. 2020 has brought lots of fear, chaos, and division. From the global pandemic to the politicians and elections that we keep on hearing daily, to the financial and economic crisis 
into a much higher crisis that has already been on the rise, and that is the mental health crisis. When COVID-19 hit in Minnesota this past spring, I was one of several thousands of people who lost their job and became unemployed. I was scared, worried about how I was going to pay my bills, how I was going to provide for myself for food. I even thought to myself, what if I got sick? What would happen? Everything seemed to change, including the social interaction that I longed for, even though I'm an introvert. I still long for connections. Sunday evening, April 5th, about two weeks after I became unemployed, I suffered my first panic attack. I couldn't shut off my mind. It seemed as if there was this big, heavy, big rock that was so upon me that I couldn't catch my breath. I was scared. What do you do in those moments? Who do you call at 11, 11.30 at night? During the last, during the six months that I was unemployed, the Lord taught me something that is so vital and so important for each of us as a follower of Christ. And it is what he taught me was that this invitation and blessing that he gives to each one of us is called Sabbath. We have been in this series called Immersed Beginnings, and we have been looking at the history of the five, first five books of the Old Testament. We have been learning about this people called the children of Israel that God brought out from Egypt, from bondage and slavery. He led them to Mount Sinai, where he gave the Ten Commandments to the children of Israel. They didn't want to hear God, so they asked Moses and Aaron to be God's voice to them. Moses led the children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years. Moses, while Moses led them, there was this generation who didn't believe that they could conquer the promised land. And so they died in the promised land. And now we come to this last book, Deuteronomy, where there is this new generation 
this new generation that is about to go into the promised land. And Moses is recording everything that God had spoken to them while in the wilderness for 40 years. And he is instructing this new generation to obey and keep the commands and laws that God had given them. And one of them is to observe the Sabbath day. So there are two terms that we hear about Sabbath. The first term is called Shabbat, and which means to rest and stop. It is like as if you are at the end of your day at your work, and you have punched out for that day. That is simply stopping from your work. Genesis 2.2 says, By the seventh day God had rested from the work he was doing. So on the seventh day he rested from all his work. We see that God even stopped from his work. It was finished. And he invites us to do that. You see, when we go back to Exodus, we see that they had been in Egypt for 400 years. When I was talking with Rob earlier this week and preparing for this message, he mentioned something that I had never thought about. If they had been in Egypt for 400 years, how many generations... How many generations had never experienced Sabbath in Egypt? They were constantly working. They were constantly working, and Pharaoh, who was looked out as a god, forced the children of Israel to continue to work and never experience Sabbath or rest. Even though Moses came, Moses and Aaron came before Pharaoh to ask them for a three-day journey into the wilderness, Pharaoh did not give them that Sabbath. We come to Exodus 20. We come to Exodus 20, and this is the very first time that we begin to hear that God invites his people. God commands his people to observe the Sabbath. It's the very same similar passage that we opened up this morning. But towards the end of this passage, it says, For in six days, God... the." For six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. We see that God goes back to even creation and explains this connection to stop from work. How many of us in America 
see that we continuously walk. We have places that are open 24-7. And I often wonder, do we experience Sabbath? Do we experience rest? Ruth Haley Barton, a well-known speaker and author that speaks about uh, Sabbath of rest, says that Sabbath is about rest, worship, and delight. It is a good thing to stop working. So my first point is that do we set aside a time? Do we set a time or a part of a day during the week to experience Sabbath? But what do we do in that Sabbath? Many times we think that Sabbath is about going to church. It's a Sunday morning. But I have sat down and have heard people talk about Sabbath in a different light. Sabbath is reading a good book that you've had on the shelf for years that you don't get a chance to read. Sabbath is experiencing and writing and sitting and writing in a journal, clearing your thoughts away that are overwhelming you. Sabbath is experienced through creation. People go and explore. People have experienced Sabbath through long care, through gardening, even working with their hands indoors through crafting, scrapbooking, and even woodworking. These are all good ways to experience Sabbath that God gives to each one of us. The second point is that, or the second term that we see Sabbath is nuach, which means to dwell or settle. In Genesis 2.15, the Lord's, it says, the Lord God took the man and put or settled him in the garden to work it and take care of it. We see that God invites Adam and Eve into experience Sabbath. It's not just about stopping and walking, but it's coming into his presence and experiencing that Sabbath. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30 says, Come to me. These are the words of Jesus. Come to me. And I will give you rest. All who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I had grown up reading this verse 
memorizing it, hearing it from Sunday schools, small groups, pastors. But the Lord began to show me these last couple of weeks that when I am overwhelmed, when I am stressed out, I can come to him. I can give him full control. And I can find peace and rest for my soul. This past summer, the Lord led me to a retreat center in Wisconsin. I had never been on a retreat by myself personally. But I didn't have any internet access. I didn't have any cell phone service. But what I began to learn on this retreat was I have everything at my fingertips living here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You have everything that is convenient for you. But what I learned was I began to find rest for my soul, for my spirit, for my physical well-being. I began to journal. I began to read scripture that I had never read scripture before, like. And I had um, began grieving losses that I had never grieved before. And when I got back from that retreat, the Lord allowed me to be renewed, refreshed, and to dream big for this next season in my life and ministry. So my second point is to, are we willing to unplug? Are we willing to retreat and unplug from everything that we are connected to? Many times we think that we have been connected to our cell phones with our laptops, especially in this season that we have been in. This passage in Deuteronomy says that they were slave, don't be slaves to your work. How many of us have been slaves to our work that we don't see God giving us the opportunity to unplug? the opportunity to unplug from our social media. God forbid we let go of our social media. Our work that we are constantly thinking about the next task or thing that we need to do. God invites us to a place of solitude, of rest, of retreat. In the book, Invitation to Retreat, Ruth Haley Barton says that it is a wonderful thing to be invited, especially when it is particularly well-suited to our needs, our desires, and our delights. When it's the right invitation, we feel honored, we feel warmed, and we feel drawn. Everything in us leaps to say yes. 
How many of us want to be invited into God's rest? Like I shared earlier, I grew up with this idea, this mindset that Sabbath was just another day on, a, on my calendar to check off like a checklist. I thought it was just coming to church on Sunday morning, worshiping together with my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, and to hear a message. This perspective lasted till I actually stepped down from church leadership here at Restoration in 2016. I was tired and weary because I felt like I needed to be at church every single Sunday because I was a leader here at Restoration. I had never experienced this perspective of Sabbath like I have this year until I joined the Christian Alliance for Orphans, a non-for-profit organization that raises awareness of the plight of orphan and vulnerable children. And I began to hear that this work to love and care for orphan and vulnerable children is good, but it is also tiring and weary. And I heard Jed Medifin, the president of the Christian Alliance for Orphans, say that Sabbath is a good thing for each of us, even in ministry, even in church. He says it is a gift from God to rest, play, and worship. So my last point is, are you celebrating Sabbath? Are you actually celebrating in the joys of Sabbath and not just another day on your calendar of the week? Sabbath could look like celebrating in this way, that you get the best china dishes out on this day of the week, and you get to have one of your favorite meals, and you get to experience the joys of Sabbath. If you have kids, Jed Medifin talks about his family, about how they have this drawer or this um, toy box that they have all the kids' favorite toys in that they get to experience the joys of playing with those toys. It is an example that each of us have been given by God, and we get to impact the next generation to experience that. Deuteronomy 30, this is towards the end of Moses' life. And Deuteronomy 30, verses 15 and 16 says, See, I set 
before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and the and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. How many of us want to experience God's blessing for our lives? God invites us into this place to experience Sabbath. So is there a day of the week or afternoon that you get of the week that you get to experience Sabbath? Is there a place where God is bringing you to experience that Sabbath? And is he allowing you to experience that Sabbath? Are you allowing to experience that Sabbath with God. And by doing this, again, you are setting and preparing the next generation, your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren to do that. There are two ministries that aren't mentioned a lot of times here at Restoration, and I want to recognize them. And they are our care and prayer teams here at Restoration. I want you to know that if you are going through a hard time, a struggle, where you seem that you can't get up, that you are having a crisis. I want you to know that there is a these two teams that would love to re, for you to reach out to them. They want to walk with you. They want to pray with you. They want to listen to you. Will you join me in prayer, please? Definitely, Father, I ask that we will come and celebrate, that we will come and experience the joys of resting and stopping from our work. Allow your peace to come. Allow us to be open to experience this good thing that you give to each of us. Allow your blessings to come. In your precious name, Jesus, amen. <laughs>